0: Right eye dominant. 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 This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I am your host, Nick Toro Jr. And for today's episode, I'm doing something a little different. Actually, recorded this, uh, the bulk of this episode, sitting on the side of the highway in southern New Mexico. And this will all be explained in further detail as we jump into the, the, the podcast today. Uh, but I figured I would just give you a formal studio introduction just to get you all set for the shift to come. And by that, I mean uh, the sound quality is a little different. I think it actually sounds pretty cool. Um, You will hear sounds of the highway in the background, but I think it actually lends itself to the the vibe that I was going for for this episode. So put on your seatbelt, both hands on the steering wheel, watch the speed limit, and enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Toro Jr. And if things sound a little different than they usually do, that's because I'm recording this episode in my car on the side of the interstate highway in southern New Mexico. Why am I doing this? Well, that's the topic of today's episode, long-term photo projects. And I happen to be on my way to Tucson, Arizona, which is a city I really, really enjoy visiting. And I'll get into more about that in just a few moments. Just wanna let everyone know that I am not driving. I'm safely pulled off the highway, taking a break from uh, what is a six-hour and change drive from Albuquerque to uh, Tucson. Why am I going to Tucson? Well, I am working on a long-term photo project, something that I started probably about four years ago, and I've been shooting in the desert outside of Tucson, and I've been shooting this saguaro cactus, which are unique to that area of the desert. And those are those signature iconic cactus that you've you've seen i'm sure they're tall they have arms they look almost human i've made this trip down to tucson to shoot probably this may be my eighth or ninth trip to the desert down there to photograph and that's where i'm heading with this uh episode talking about a long-term project so this project started for me um, I, uh, I had taken a trip a long weekend to Arizona to go see a concert and uh, on our uh, before we headed back to New Mexico we just took a day hike uh, in the Saguaro uh, National Monument and I had you know one camera one lens with me uh, started shooting just randomly while we were hiking and when I got home and started going through the images, there was something really interesting about what I was seeing. I do live in the high desert here in New Mexico, although I'm in the middle of the city. So, uh, but this kind of environment that I, I had photographed in Arizona just felt different to me and it had a complexity and it, it just kind of, there was something about it that I, I found really um, compelling. So I planned another trip back down to Tucson by myself, and uh, I actually found some place to camp that was uh, very close to the National Monument, uh, also surrounded by the the saguaro cactus, and spent about three days shooting. And that really was sort of the start of what became this long-term project. Why am I telling you this, and and what does this mean to you and your work and your uh, creative practice? Oftentimes, oftentimes when we photograph, uh, there seems to be an immediacy to it. Not only what we're shooting, where we're shooting, but then what we do with those photographs. And definitely with social media, oftentimes we're shooting and we're posting and sharing, and this is a very quick process. And there may be sort of standalone images that don't really relate to anything else. But then if you go a little deeper, further into your work, you'll find that you'll start to see trends or threads or something, commonality in your photographs, most likely because of who you are and, and the equipment you're using and, and, and the environment that you're in. But um, again, it's, it's rare that these photographs then gestate or become a bigger thing, a bigger project. And this is certainly the case for me I tend to, uh, I I do have a sort of a a mental focus on what I'm shooting and why I'm shooting it. Oftentimes, though, it's just uh, responding to my environment, especially if I'm traveling. There's this novelty of being somewhere I've never been before. And I find that my mind and my eyes are, are very active and responsive to my surroundings and And that generally then pushes me into what may become a body of work. And these bodies of work usually end up in a photo book or a zine. Uh, That's my platform that I focus on to get my work out into the world. But these, again, are not really long-term projects. And even the the zines that I've put out, they've been revolving around a special location or a, a short amount of time that I've spent somewhere and that I respond to it, and then I move very quickly from shooting to editing to sequencing, working on a layout, printing a zine or a book, and then getting it out into the world, and then generally I move on. And that process can be anywhere from a month or two to maybe six months. Let me uh, close this window. I got to put the air conditioner on because it's kind of hot down here. So long-term projects, uh, on the other hand, end up being something that you obviously you spend more time on, but they're unique in a lot of ways. And one of the ways that I've responded to this this journey to the desert, uh, this Saguaro. Uh, project that I've been working on is that I can return to a location time after time and it can be different every time I go, even though the location may not be transforming at a quick pace, you go at different times of year and the seasons have an effect on the environment for sure. Um, going to the desert in the middle of July is quite different from going in January and I've done both. Uh, The light definitely is different. The temperature is different. The flora and fauna, the animals, the insects, everything has their own cycle that they live by. And so I find that I, I get immersed in this environment and then I start to see the nuances and the differences that each visit reveals to me. On top of that, I find that and I know this is not a gear focused show so I'll be brief I can bring a variety of of cameras with me and that will also create different kinds of imagery I've shot with digital I've shot with 35 millimeter film 120 4x5 I've shot pinhole I've shot Holga I've shot high-res Canon DSLR images and What's also really great about this project is that I've accumulated this body of work and it's now it's thousands of photographs and I haven't really even started to edit them. Although as I've been looking through them, I see sort of themes that get repeated and then I can pare down those images, but I also started to see sort of thematic sequences that were going on in the photos. There were some gaps in sort of like the the subject matter or the themes that I was uh, exploring. So this particular trip is to sort of address those gaps and see if I could find some imagery that kind of works in conjunction with everything that I already have. I think that's another thing about long-term projects. It's that you spend the time with the work you don't get attached to photos that are um, maybe special to you when you first take them, but then you know, do they have staying power? Does the novelty wear off after living with the images uh, for months and maybe years? I'm excited to head back. It's always just a great uh, process. Um, I'm really fortunate and appreciative of the the luxury that I have that I could just jump in my car. And then six hours later be somewhere so beautiful and so unique but i encourage all of you to think about that and you don't have to go to a far-flung place on the other side of the globe to create interesting work i mean there's definitely interesting things in your hometown in your city maybe an hour or two drive away or even six hours to me is not a bad amount of time to spend in the car. I actually really like taking road trips and out here in the desert southwest the roads really open up and there's not a lot of traffic because there's not a lot of urban centers that you have to go through. Um, I generally just crank up the stereo. I listen to, (laughs) for this trip I've just been listening to Pavement. There's something about the music of Pavement that. Just puts me in a vibe of being isolated out in the desert and in my own head and playing with riddles and, and, and words and then visuals start to spark in my head. So it's almost like it preparing me to be receptive when I land on, you know, at the campsite, set up my tent, and then head out to shoot. A Couple of other things that about Tucson in particular that I really enjoy and I really appreciate. Aside from it being close by, relatively speaking, six and a half hours close by, Tucson is just a really vibrant uh, desert city. In many ways, it's very similar to Albuquerque. The terrain feels very much the same. The lay of the land feels the same. The city has a similar multicultural vibe. And obviously because we're close to Mexico, uh, that definitely infiltrates things. Tucson also has a really great photographic culture, uh, they're very important to photo history. There is the Center for Creative Photography, which is on the campus of the University of Arizona. And I always try to go and visit there when I head to Tucson. And generally, I do this during the middle of the day because the heat down there, even during the, you know the, the, the winter or, or fall season, can get quite hot and the light is quite harsh during the middle of the day and generally I'm shooting around sunrise for the first couple of hours. And then of course the photographer's wet dream of golden hour and blue hour at the end of the day is always a wonderful time to be in the desert. But during the middle of the day it's just too, the light is harsh and it it does not feel conducive to shooting. And so I head into the city and I go to the CCP. They've got a great gallery that is always showing some really fantastic uh, revolving shows of photographs. They've got this really great book corner where they curate this like mini library of uh, it it, and it changes over time. And you could just spend hours looking at photo books (laughs) out of the sun and in air conditioning. And it's all free and um, I highly recommend it. Tucson is also the location of the Etherton Gallery, which is a really fantastic photo gallery. And I I recommend popping in there. And I've seen great work by uh, Robert Frank and uh, Danny Lyon and Lee Friedlander uh, there. And so just a really nice, pleasant uh, place to visit. Go grab some lunch at maybe an Ethiopian restaurant, (laughs) which we don't have here in Albuquerque, and then head back to my campsite and prepare to shoot for the evening and there's really just something about sleeping on the ground in the desert. It's quiet. You see a lot of stars. You also hear a lot of animals. You're always reminded that you're in the desert and you have to be wary of things that live there year round. Insects that sting, snakes that bite, uh, animals that may not want you in their territory. But the other thing that's always a challenge is that the cactus and, and the rest of the plants that grow in the desert, they all seem to have some kind of component to it to uh, stick you or scratch you or pierce your skin. And I've learned this the hard way uh, multiple times. Not only is your your physical body uh, vulnerable. One time I just happened to uh, move my hand across uh, low-lying cactus and this thing just kind of like broke apart and stuck to my hand. And not only did it hurt, but once I was shaking my hand to to get this ball of cactus spines off of me, I was holding my camera in my hand and shook it so badly that the mirror locked up and the lens wasn't talking to the rest of the camera. And, uh, did not have that camera at uh, my disposal for the rest of the trip. Thankfully, I did have some other cameras with me. But it's just, it's just a reminder that the desert is even on a nice day could be a dangerous place. And it could be even more dangerous in the middle of the summer when the heat is just oppressive and you really have to know uh, where you can get to shade you definitely have to carry water with you and then you know those considerations that are more important than what camera you're choosing or where you're going to go and shoot so those are all things that I really uh they're challenges but I love that part of the process as much as I do just being by myself focusing on my photography and so with this trip I'm hoping that this kind of fills in the blanks on this project and when I get back I can work these images into sort of the big body of, of, of images that I'm compiling and start editing and start uh, making selects. And hopefully this project will become a book or a zine or an exhibit at some point. I'm not gonna put that much pressure on myself to complete it because I have been working on it for over four years and you know what, it's worth it to me to just take my time And see where this goes. So with that, um, I think I'm going to finish my snack here. I'm going to crank up uh, Slanted and Enchanted and start heading west into Arizona. And to explore the cactus in the Saguaro National Park. So that's it. Uh, Hope you enjoyed this little detour. um, This little... Uh, stop at the rest stop on the side of interstate 10 Um, let me know what you think i'm gonna probably do an intro and outro for this but in any event i'll sign off because um it's good luck safe travels wherever you are thanks for listening uh this has been the right eye dominant podcast stay well everyone so there you have it my interstate highway edition of the right eye dominant podcast recorded on the side of Interstate 10 in Southern New Mexico earlier this spring. I want to thank everybody for listening, for following along on this journey. I I certainly appreciate it. As always, I ask if you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave a review or a rating specifically on the Apple podcast platform that will get my show in front of more people. And I would love that. Also, don't forget, all the episodes are available on the RightEyeDominantPodcast.com website. And you can also leave comments or questions or suggestions at that page as well. So until next time, drive safely, grab your camera, go out there and make something great. Stay well, everyone. Today's episode has been a production of Right Eye Dominant Art. The music for today's episode was brought to you by Yazar, Blazembe Industries, The Conan Project, and The White Plains. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero.